Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown Podcast. We're your hosts, Michaela and Kate. We are super excited to welcome some Seattle Seawolves rugby players, center Dan Creel and fly half AJ Alatimu as our special guests on this podcast episode. So thank you so much for joining us here on the Pacific Northwest Showdown. Thank yeah. you, Kate and Michaela, for having us. Um, awesome to be on your show. And yeah, I look forward to the next hour or so with you guys. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have lots of banter. We're going to learn about rugby. We're going to uh, learn about you guys a little bit, just so the fans and those people that show up to the matches yep. get to know more about who you guys is, are as people as well. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. And and the bar has been set that it's going to be fun. So it here we go. And now it has to be because we've already said it has to be. So should have got a six pack of beers yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, whatever. No. Whatever works. Yeah. Um. Well, to start off with, we love asking our guests, what is your favorite thing about living in the Pacific Northwest? And either of you can go first, whoever wants to. Okay. I've got two little kitties. We've only been here for my wife, myself, and our two kids. We've been here for about 10 months now. Um, and we've just found it extremely beautiful. I mean, you've got the oceans, the mountains. Uh, it's green all year round. Um, and we just found the people to be extremely friendly. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think especially coming from South Africa, we really enjoyed that, you know, you, you get to experience all four seasons of the year, which is pretty special. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, so snow this year has been the first time for our kids, which is which has been a really, you know, good memory. So, yeah, it's just a beautiful place to live. That's great. What about you, AJ? Yeah, well, I, I came over by myself in mm-hmm. 2000 and. 20 in 2020 i came over by myself and first day there you know it was a big shock you know i've never been to the america and you've seen it on the movies and tv so yeah it was a pretty big shock you know for myself but um now seattle was really nice uh, i even told my wife and because i got a little one as well and i told them that they would enjoy it so when they came over in the last year they yeah my wife enjoyed it just real um i'm mean, real chilled not as busy yeah um, mm-hmm. you know nice places to go to and like i i don't like the the seawater but i like the lake so that was a big mm. bonus mm. they don't like getting seawater on me i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> we, love it. <laughs> we were well kate wasn't born technically in the pacific northwest no, i was it's, i've kind of been up this way for my entire life so mm-hmm. um i like to hear about other people's experiences in other places but i also like the perspective that people have of the pacific northwest who didn't necessarily grow up here because you kind of start taking things for granted when like i had a view of mount rainier my entire life from where i lived and so you take those kinds of things for granted yeah um, so I like your guys' perspectives as well. So here's a question that I love to ask. <laughs> what are hidden hobbies or talents that you have that not many people know about? Sure. Jay, yours is probably golf, eh? <laughs> yeah, play a bit of golf. <laughs> Something uh, probably no one knows is that uh, uh, I'm a drummer. I can play the drums. You're a drummer. Mm, I okay. Played, I played in a church band growing up, so I uh, love playing drums, um, and I also like cutting hair. So, yeah. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I've, got, I've got a few cuts from from AJ. He's the team barber. Which is <laughs> cool. 
And he does a really he does a really good job. Well, there you go. That's, That's awesome. Some high praise right there. The team barber. Yeah. You got to somebody with some clippers. Needs one, yeah. Needs one, yeah. <laughs> you guys better move up. AJ, you gotta take care of your boy. <laughs> yeah, when I'm when I'm when I'm back in town, I'll look after the boys. All right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Dan, what about you? Um, I've got a really keen interest on farming. Um, come from a farming background in South Africa. Um, you know, we had a sugar cane and poultry farm there. And yeah, I'm really hoping that, you know, we want to live in we want to live in the States, my family and I, and we're hoping that one day we could have our own farm farm out here somewhere. And yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a big dream, but uh, you know we just got to work towards it and see what happens. I bet you're going to make it happen. It's going to yeah, happen. That's- yeah, it's going to happen. We we yeah. you know we've just loved every moment of the states. Uh, you know, being in the last ten month ten months, um, and you know, like you said, uh, Michaela, you know, you take things for granted. And I think living in South Africa, it's a third world country. It's absolutely beautiful, but you know, things in America just work, and mm-hmm. it's. Mm. Uh, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful place, which we, we're extremely grateful for. Well, I also yeah. like to hear that perspective, too, because, again, living in America, people can also take for granted and and the freedoms that we have and what we have access to. And yeah, um, so I appreciate you providing that perspective, too. No yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. So I, both of you have mentioned that you're both dads. So mm-hmm. what do you like most about being a dad? Well, I think everything. It's, I mean, it's a full-time job. Um, yeah, my kids are actually my daughter and my son. Um, daughter's name is Summer, and my son's name is Cruz. Um, so their birthdays this weekend on Saturday, the seventeenth of December. Both of their birthdays are born on the same day. Oh my wow. gosh! Yeah. So Cruz is turning four, and Summer's turning six. Wow. Um, but it's just super, know, super special, you know. It, it sort of forces you to take a step back in life and enjoy the small things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's the greatest gift, greatest blessing, you know, that, that any person could have. So I love it. Love everything. Good times, bad times, sick kids, not sick. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm the same as Dan. Wow. It's pretty, pretty buzzing, you know, just uh, growing up, I, have a lo- I had a lot of mates, you know, with kids and, you know, I always told myself, like, I wonder what it would be like to have a kid, you know, and then obviously when the wife gave birth, even watching that was pretty, you know, unreal experience for myself. But just looking at her, so and I give it up to all the mums out there, man. Jeez, yeah, it's a mm. tough job. But uh, I uh, like doing time with him. He's he's uh, two now. His name is um, Isaiah, mm. and uh, he's really naughty. Eh? No, he is. So you know, <laughs> just like his dad, give him a little flick in the ear now and then. I enjoy that. So. <laughs> That's awesome. One of my weird, like, I one of the things I love doing is like scrolling through. I have a guilty pleasure of scrolling through TikTok and watching little kids, like toddler age, do things that they shouldn't do and or say things that they should not say. (laughs) And animal or pet videos are my like guilty pleasure, just to get like some joy, right? Like those moments where a parent is like frustrated but what their kid does is so funny that you're like number one it's funny but i also kind of have to discipline this because it's not necessarily yeah. appropriate but like how do you do that with the straight face yeah no it wouldn't be easy no that's for sure we won't have that experience but we i have a little sister who's five yeah we have a niece that's five i taught preschool for years so i got to work with the oh. little kids a lot and they were like 
they were like, it was like the best. I was like, this is fantastic. And if my body would have like been able to bend over that far anymore, then I probably would keep going. (laughs) Kate's tall. So bending over for little ones is a little bit hard for, you know, for her. It was tricky, but yeah, now I teach fourth graders and it's kind of the same thing some of the time. So yeah, 10 to, they're similar. (laughs) (laughs) The behaviors. Yeah, true. All right. Well, we're approaching the holidays the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So do you and your families have specific or favorite holiday traditions that you take part in? No, I mean, we, we don't. So back, back home in South Africa, we, we, we used to have Christmas on the farm. We'd have about 50, 40 people back, back on the farm that would family wow. that would up for Christmas. Um, and it's just a lot different, you know, now in December, it's, it's approaching like midsummer, so it's extremely hot there whereas this side it's you know we've had snow the last couple of weeks um, yeah so we're actually going to take a trip out to i think it's leavenworth uh-huh uh, yep. yeah. so we're going to go out there everyone's mentioned to us that it's a really good place to go and visit so my in-laws are out at the moment so we're going to go out for for three or four days out there with the kids and see the lights but yeah other than that it's just a you know a special family day and opening presents and eating together yeah yeah. They have a they have a great reindeer farm out in Leavenworth. You can go see reindeer. Really, so yeah. I would definitely look that up. Reindeer farms, a couple sleigh rides, super fun for the, the little kids. Love meeting the reindeer. Yeah, you so. can like feed them their right. little pellets and stuff. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, quite excited for that. But otherwise, yeah, we not not really any traditions or it's just a, a super special day. You know, get the family together and works. You know, it's a holiday, so it's just special mm-hmm. spending time together as a family. That's yeah, awesome. we're, we're pretty much the same. Yeah. Just a big lunch on uh, Christmas Day. Just watch all the kids open their presents while you have nothing. Nothing, so you know it's it's pretty yeah. special. Yeah, <laughs> that's I pretty know. much it. Just eat and then uh, cry the mm-hmm. next day because you have to go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> Back to preseason. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I know. Once there's little kids around for Christmas, it always makes it so fun to just kind of see that experience like through their eyes and like how they're how they're enjoying it so that's that's always good when you can get the little kids yeah. around too. yeah mm-hmm. um for sure so that's interesting that you just mentioned how so basically the holidays happen christmas happens and then all of a sudden you're in preseason mode yeah so you guys start diving into workout sessions is it like pretty intense december 26th yeah. happens i mean i think jay jay's been here at the Seawolves before before me, so I'm, it's it's going to be my first preseason. So I'm not exactly sure how it's structured, but I think Jay, you you were here last year, weren't you, bro? Yeah, it's um, it's not not too bad. It's just a lot of um, a lot of running and uh, just a normal gym program. So I think it's more running, just because everyone's because we've had what six months off. Yeah, some of the boys in um, yeah. But it's a short preseason too, so it's pretty tough to try and get yeah. everything done in like a month or two. So yeah, and the, and the weather this time of yeah, yeah, I think that's that's one of the main factors. The weather yeah. is yeah. yeah. I mean, we we're really grateful. We got that we got an indoor facility at Starfire, so that does help. Mm-hmm. Some of the times it's actually good because it's a lot smaller too. Yeah, so you can't run further in the, <laughs> the indoor. Yeah. Just back and forth. Hopefully it snows yeah. when it's uh, when it's preseason. <laughs> but I see that it's going to burn the lungs a little bit, right? Like that cold air Ooh. running too Ooh. long. Yeah. I remember softball. It hurts. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, this year's preseason was tough. Just walk, yeah. walking outside was freaking. Yeah. Sort of yeah the the weather's a, the weather plays a huge part. I mean, and it rains. It rains a lot, so that's also. Mm-hmm. But I guess I don't know. You you guys have been here for a long time. Do you get used to this weather or? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I th- I think like this year has been a lot less rain yeah. than normal. Like bad news, Dan. Sorry, sorry it's to usually, tell you that. It's like it was like the driest, <laughs> warmest fall. We were all like, "What is like? We'll take it." But like, what What's is happening? happening? So yeah, usually it rains <clears throat> way more than that. But oh, um, yeah. but it's you know it's more of like. It's not just constant downpour. It's just like a little bit of rain here, a little bit of rain there kind of thing. But it just kind of adds up. You kind of get used to it. The the one thing I would say that you you don't necessarily get used to is how dark it gets in the winters, yeah. like early. You know, like I was just telling Kate this last week, like like 4.30. Being home from work, black. being sick and yeah. stuff. And I was like, it's gloomy out. It's dark by 4.30. Yeah. What is, like my whole life, that's still, <laughs> I love this time of year. I love the holiday season. I just would love sunshine until about nine o'clock at night. I love that. I'd go for yeah. like seven. We could go for like seven. We'll and then you could have Christmas. Well, I mean, so, so when my family and I got out here, we also, you know, we questioned the weather and if it was the right decision coming out here. And everyone <laughs> mentioned to us, wait until spring and wait until summer. And, you yeah. know, we had the most incredible summer here this year. And mm-hmm. it's, it's honestly a different, it feels like a different place. I mean, it seems like no one works and everyone just enjoys life. Yep. Um, yeah. The, the parks yeah, come alive, weird. and then, it's awesome. And it's the lake yeah. is full. Like everywhere in the lake is full. Oh yeah. yeah. Barbecuing on the park. Yeah. Yep. So there's also, I mean, that was super. You know, super cool to experience. It's like a completely different place. Mm-hmm. It is really nice in the summer. Yeah. It's like we mm. we we st- everybody stays here because of what it's like in because of the and summer, summer. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you you make it through. You don't. Winter. You don't. <laughs> You, you don't waste that opportunity as a as somebody that lives in the Pacific Northwest. You're like, this is, we have about two, three months yeah. of the year. We're not going anywhere. This is the time of year. <laughs> we will be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Um, So, okay. Let's talk a little bit more about um, the two of you as rugby players. So what has the journey been like for you to become a professional rugby player and, and now end up in the MLR. Uh, oh, so I go. Um, yeah, so I, I grew up in South Africa. Um, rugby is a really big sport there. It's probably one of the uh, top three, you know, probably top three sports in South Africa. Um, and I grew up with a twin brother, Jesse, and a younger mm-hmm. brother, Matt. And yeah, you know, so, I mean, from, from, from early, early days, we played rugby when we got back from school, you know, in the garden. Um, we played mm-hmm. rugby at school together. Um, and I mean, yeah, then we got to high school and we got approached by a professional team that in, for after high school. And that's sort of our journey started. I mean, rugby is, yeah, it's just everywhere in South Africa. And it's, yeah, hopefully it'll be like that um, here in the States in the next couple of years. Yeah, that would be yeah. wonderful. AJ, what about you? Um, I was born in Samoa, um, then moved to, to New Zealand when I was uh, really young. I think I was like nine or ten. But I, I didn't start rugby until I was in um, in high school. Mm. Like I never played juniors. Um, I, I don't know. I think I wasn't allowed to or something. But <laughs> just, <laughs> just didn't play juniors at all. You were drumming. Yes, yeah. you were drumming. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, didn't play until I was in uh, in high school, straight out of high school, played club rugby. And then it wasn't until I moved to Australia, 2016, mm. where I kind of took it serious. Um, I was down in Perth, Western Australia, played club footy there, then didn't quite work as I wanted. Then I moved to Brisbane, uh, played club footy here in Brisbane. And uh, it's actually where my wife's from, so I came and stayed with her. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Perth, the professional team there, Western Force, um, got in touch and said they wanted to, to sign me there. So that was my first proper pro contract was with the Western Force. And uh, that, I was there for three years. Mm. And then, um, yeah, came up here in Brisbane. Uh, when that door closed, chilled here for a year, played rugby, and then the Seattle door opened. So it was, yeah. Been... You've been wonderful here in Seattle. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you make those kicks. No. Ah, uh, it's just it's cl- the angle. I don't understand the, the angles and the, the distance. Angles. I just, I don't like. Yeah. I just keep thinking to myself, like, yeah. how? It's actually, a trick to it. Oh. You just you look at the post and then. Just close your eyes and close oh, your eyes. Oh, yes. 100%. You I, thought, eyes. I, I thought you would be closing you your eyes. Pray to God. Pray to God. I close your eyes and pray. I can imagine that even if I did that amazing trick, it would not work out for me. <laughs> That's, it's, it's, it's yeah. been really fun to, to, um, to watch some of, those, some of those plays, especially those kicks. It's just like, holy cow. Yeah, it's incredibly impressive. Like, mm-hmm. I've been impressed every time. Um, is there a specific moment as you've like kind of grown to play rugby or you watched rugby growing up or anything like that, that you like that you can remember is when you fell in love with rugby, like as a sport, is there a moment for you where you're like, this is something I want to do like professionally? Or is it just that it like was part of your, like it just ended up being part of who you were like? No, I think, I think at at certain South Africa at high school rugby is, you know, like I mentioned, it's a really big sport. Um, So when the first team plays, the whole entire school, you know, dresses up into the blazers and they, we call it number ones, like your formal sort of Mm. uh, uniform. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was, I think 15 or 16, um, you know, we had, we were playing a few games before the first team and, you know, quite a lot of the, the school were joining onto the stands and, you know, waiting for the first team to play. And, you know, I just thought to myself when we were watching the first team, imagine playing, you know, in front of a big crowd like this. It's quite a special thing. You know, everyone's there to watch you play. And, yeah, I mean, fast forward a couple of years down the line, we ended up playing for our first side at school and we played in front of the school and it was just an awesome, awesome feels, feeling. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's the that's probably the the time for me that I you know really realized that I I, I wanted to play rugby professionally. That's amazing. <clears throat> um, for me, it was I wasn't really good at well I wasn't good in school, so <laughs> <laughs> so rugby was the only kind of option for me out of school. You know, we mm. started working and trained at the same time, and I think when I got there, going to um, the trainings, you know, to, to play with my friends at a young age, you know, just to um, just to kill time, you know, on a Tuesday and Thursday night, and then come Saturdays, just to, to see the joy in the boys when, like, when we come away with a win, or mm. you know, when we lose, how different you know the boys are. Mm-hmm. And there's a loss, so 
I think that kind of, you know, and I wasn't good at school, so it's either rugby or go to work. So I think that kind of motivated me to, to, to <laughs> become mean, yeah. a, uh, a professional rugby player. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I work at a high school for my full-time job. I'm a college prep advisor and I'd go out during lunchtime. Kids can kind of hang out in the courtyard mm-hmm. and talk, chill with their friends. But there's been a group of um, young guys that had a rugby ball. And they were tossing it around. And I was like, we'd gotten into rugby last, you know, last year. And I saw them doing it last year. And I was like, I haven't seen kids playing with a rugby ball around yeah. here. And so it kind of, it really excited me. And so I talked to him a little bit about it. And they're like, oh yeah, we just like tossing it around. They'd kick it around a little bit in the courtyard. And so the next time I went to a rugby match with the, I, to watch the Seawolves, I picked them up a Seawolves like replica ball and I gave it to him the next time I saw him out in the courtyard I was like hey it looks like you guys could use another one you know so that was a really cool moment just kind of like hopefully you know encouraging them to continue to play a sport that they seem to enjoy on their free time it's their lunch they got 30 minutes to kick it with their friends and that's what they're doing so well I guess um, yeah, I guess that's how it starts you know I mean it's yeah it's just a rugby ball and you might not have you know any idea about it but then you watch a rugby game and you see you know professional athletes playing rugby with the same ball that you throw around and kick around mm-hmm. yep so, I mean, I guess that's that starts in the backyard. Um, and as long as you're having fun, that's the main thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. I just, I mean, we've, like we said, we've really enjoyed going to the games. But for those out there that might be listening or watching, um, for those people who haven't gotten into rugby yet or haven't, you know, made it out to a match, like what would be your like sales pitch of why, folks should come out to see rugby and maybe the Seawolves specifically this upcoming season. You're so polite. Um, to you. It's like, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Um, well, I think first of all, you know, it's like we mentioned, it's a brand new sport to America and it's, I mean, it's, it's difficult to bring a new sport into, you know, a country so big like the States. But you know, my like my challenge to people out there, you know, that watch this podcast, you know, get get a bit out of your comfort zone and come and watch a new sport because I guarantee you that you know every single person that's gone gone to a game that hasn't watched have fallen in love with it and they want to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also just our fan base that's really really incredible. I mean, I played in yeah. South Africa for the last 10, 12 years, eleven years, um, at three different pro- uh, professional rugby teams, and we also had good. You know, good, great support there. But I mean, the support here is unreal. I mean, you know, fans travel across the country to the East Coast to come and watch a game, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's special. You know, yeah, it's it's pretty hard to, to it's pretty hard to explain on here. Um, but yeah, I just challenge everyone that watches the podcast, and you know, if the two of you get to speak to friends, challenge them to come out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they're coming. We brought we, our we brought we some like, people last year. Oh yeah, we liked whenever people talk. I'm like, oh my gosh, and then rugby, you guys like rugby, like. <laughs> It's just yeah, the, that's my, my the fans here are crazy, man. Like mm. I remember my first year, um, the the boys, the uh, like the season wasn't going too well for us. I think we were losing seven or five games straight. Mm-hmm. And like the Knicks, and there was a lot of away games at that time when I when I came, and then the first home game back, like it was there was heaps of people at the stadium. You know, everyone's like cheering us on, and then well, we lost that game, and then. We had another home game the next week, and you know they they still showed up, so mm-hmm. it was pretty crazy, you know. Like back in, well, in New Zealand, 
or Australia, you know, you lose three games straight. Yeah, you got no one in the seats, <laughs> no one in the stands. Yeah. Oh, your wow. parents or your loved ones. And you see your families on the stands. So uh, I think it's pretty, Um, like the, the fan base is crazy in, in Seattle. How would you say There's that? There's a lot impact? of people like that today as well, like this year as well, like coming yeah. off the field and there was a lot of like people, oh, you know, this our first game yeah. coming to watch the, the rugby and it's like it was, they were asking me about the kicks as well and I was just like, oh. <laughs> How do you think? Because they've never it, seen it before. So, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Yeah. Does it impact your guys' mental health when you see like people still showing up after having a struggle like of yeah. like losing some games in a row like how what's the difference for you guys mentally mm. when you see that you still have support after you've lost a game compared to like feeling like you've been in a situation where maybe the support dwindled if you were struggling as a team yeah i think i think it's huge you know i mean i think from the outside rugby uh, you know being a professional rugby player looks it looks pretty and it looks cool and i mean you know it's I guess it's like anything in life. You have good times. That's, you know, when you're on your high and everything's going well. And mm-hmm. then you have bad times where, you you know, you're really down. But, you know, fortunate enough, we're in a team environment. So we are able to speak to one another and speak to, to family. And But, yeah, having having fans come out week in, week out is definitely a, a huge plus. I mean, it's, yeah. it's special. It is special. I mean, and you don't get it in a lot of places in the world with rugby. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that the... the- Seawolves fans are showing up. And Seattle has like great sports fans. I mean, like they're loud, they're passionate, they're, you know, they just it's 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 different. Like we've talked about this before. I'm kind of new into sports because Michaela loved sports, and I was like, Well, I guess I'm gonna have to like watch sports so I can hang out with her. And so um, you know, because like otherwise I'd never see her. So um so that's one of the things is like when we watch stuff on TV, like other games and we've watched when the Seawolves have played away, like we've tried, we'll watch you know, we've watched on TV and, and stuff mm. and you just watch the fans and you're like, no one's like making any noise. Like no one's standing up. Yeah. No one's hearing. You're yeah. just like, what? That's like, it's just such a different Seattle's just yeah. a different sport yeah. fan atmosphere. So. Yeah. We certainly lucky in that aspect. I mean, the fans are great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So I have a question because the league's looking a little different shifting this season. It's shifting. So with the Gilgronies and the Giltinis out of the MLR this season yeah, and welcoming of the Chicago Hounds, how do you feel like this will shake up the league with that transition? I think it's like, it's good there's a new team, especially mm-hmm. when two teams are out of the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, But I've seen on um, the the Gilgronis old coach, he's the, the head coach for the mm-hmm. for that team. So I reckon it's yeah. pretty good for the league. Some, I've seen they, they signed some good players as well. So, so it's going to be a yeah. game to come and watch is what you're, if, you know. You got to put them in their place though. It's their first season. You got to yeah. show them what's up. Welcome yeah. them to the league with the, you know, <laughs> hand them an L. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's really good. You know, it's always exciting when there's new teams joining the league. I mean, it's yeah. only been my first year. It's, it's, then again, it's really sad to see the Gilgronis and yeah. Giltinis, you know, sort of being disqualified and leaving the league. Um, I mean, they were both great teams and, you yeah. know, yeah. always a challenge playing against them. Um, but, you know, I, we, you know, we don't know the legalities and everything going on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. That's someone else's job. But, yeah, like I said, great having a new team on, on uh, within the league. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely think it'll be a game to watch. Definitely. Yeah. 
And it's it's even back out with the number of teams. It's like an even number of teams again. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think we play um we play each team once, eh? But then a couple of teams mm. twice. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not too sure. Which I mean, pretty cool. But I think the East Coast and the West Coast is now sort of balanced out. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it looks like um, the Sea Wolves play Chicago at home here on like mm. May twentieth. So. Well, there we go. So both of you will be knowing the schedule. I don't know that. She I'm says just, she's learning sports, but she has stuff things, memorized. No, I'm not. I'm not memorizing things. I just, I just, you know, see things sometimes just show up on my. Screen she's a holder of knowledge. <laughs> No, yeah. that's all right. That's <laughs> fine. But yeah, so um, it's going to be, we'll I, it's a good, I'm, I'm excited about the season. And so, um, you know, last year on our podcast, our first Seawolf we had on was Brad Tucker, who's now over with yeah. New York, yeah. who, um, which is fine. Um, but, you know, that was kind of a big, that was kind of a big like championship situation um, with them. And it seems like, I, I want to say, your first regular season match, right, is up against Rugby New York. Now that yeah, yes. and I, think, I think we played home too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. Off, yeah. I think looks like uh, I think February 18th. So God, okay, she literally that's know. not it's even just, written down. It's like it's I don't know. Thing, I don't magic. She impresses magic me every happens. Day. I don't know. It's not me, but um, but yeah. So since the Sea Wolves, you know, that last championship game, um, and you know we've. You, I say we like I'm involved and the team has won the, won the shield twice so far. Um, how, like, what do you think the Seawolves need to focus on this season to be able to find themselves back at that championship game and like hopefully celebrating a victory with bringing the shield back to Seattle? I know it's early, but what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think much, much needs to change. You know, I mean, I think we, we had the right systems in place last year. I mean, if we didn't and we didn't get to the finals, then I think maybe it'd be a good good thing to reflect on. But I think uh, Clarkie and Valenesi, the coaches, they've got a really good system running and a good you know plans in place. And there's a good mixture between senior players and young play, younger exciting players, which is yeah. which is really exciting. So um, yeah, I don't I don't think much has to change. I, I just think we need to focus on us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know just just. To us and focus on yeah, focus on us and the team. I like it. Yeah. So when you say like systems in place, I assume that's just like what the game plan is going into battling your opponent kind of situation. Do those game plans change much per when you face different opponents, or is it do you try to be consistent with what you do week to week? No, so they change weekly. I mean, we'll have different strategies against different teams, whether it's attack or defense or you know, a kicking game. Yeah, so those are changing weekly in season. Good to know. I I mean, strategies have yeah. to change, but it's interesting yeah. to yeah. know like what kind of consistency yeah. is out there in regards to that. Um, so we talked a little bit already about the fans. Why do you <clears throat> think rugby? So, well, something we've noticed is how like personal I feel like rugby is for the fan it's experience. So great. You guys, once you're done with the match, you're coming down the line, you're shaking hands, you're taking photos, you're greeting those people. Autographs. It feels different than other like professional sporting events. Mm-hmm. It feels a lot more like something that we really loved was how close you felt to the game and how 
easy it was to feel like you could connect with you as players yeah starfire doesn't have like a lot of barrier to keep yeah no space from the field out, to the stands right? it's like you're on top of the field yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so and so for for as a fan perspective like you really feel so much more connected like if you go to lumen field to watch games and stuff it's great but you're yeah. so far removed far away from action yeah. from everything um so how do you think I'm just going to yeah, kind of try go to it. go back to what you were saying there. So I kind of took it but like, so how do you, how do you think that kind of closeness or connection or that nearness, I guess, of the fans to the sport, like how does that impact? Um, how does that impact you as players and during the game and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I think it's great having the fans so close to the, you know, so close to the field. I mean, like you mentioned, it's more exciting. You're, you're right there by the action. Yeah, and my wife actually said to me, "We've been married for seven years next uh, next year," and she said to me, "You know, for the first time watching rugby, that she didn't realize that it was such a like crazy collision sport." I'm like, yeah. "What? I've known you for 12, 13 years, and this is the first time." Because she said, "Sitting so close to the field, you actually feel like the impact, and you're out there, yeah. you're sort of in the game, you know." You can um, hear and you hear you everything. Hear it. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's great. I mean, it's That's you know, and it, it gives. Yeah, and it keeps the fans sort of in the game as well, you know. And it, it's definitely a huge plus for for us as the players playing the game. Um, I mean, you hear that you hear everyone shouting on the sides, and it's like it's never still. It's great. I just love yelling seawall. Oh yeah, so great <laughs> as loud as we can. It's so and and like Michaela, you know, whenever we go, you have tickets obviously that like tell you where you're sitting. But she's like, I want to go and like stand up and what. So we always end up like traveling to the different like anywhere where you guys can score a try score, yeah. that's where i'm at we're like back over yeah. there like you know all that kind of stuff so it's 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 pretty fun are other rugby stadiums like that where the fans are like right there like they're in starfire or is it like they're more separated out usually yeah. there's, there's a few in the in australia like um i know there's one in sydney it's a new one where it's like pretty much like like starfire yeah but the, the other ones in the league, I don't, I don't think any, any anywhere is close to to Starfire. Mm-hmm. I fr- yeah. I freaking love it. I love it so much. It is cool. It's nice. It is really cool. It's why people should show up if they have never been to a rugby yeah. match. I mean, it's a it's a it's a whole experience. That's for sure. Yeah. And they have like they have snacks there, so that's helpful. Yeah. Snacks. Who doesn't love that? You know, then getting back to getting back to like you know with the players being able to interact with fans and stuff yeah. after the game, like that's a huge, yeah. a huge thing that you know us as a team, Clarky, Valenesi, you know the entire management, we 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 do put a lot of effort into because it's a community thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just the rugby players, and if it wasn't for you guys, the Seattle Seawolves wouldn't be able to, you know, wouldn't exist. Um, so that is something that we do take part in and that we love doing and spending time with fans and having a beer after the game or taking a photo. I mean, that's, you know, Clarky, Clarky mentioned one of the fans said that's sport at its essence, you know, and mm-hmm. it really is. I mean, the interaction between fans and players and. Yeah. So, it's, so it's just a regular thing in general. Like you go to watch rugby anywhere in the world, like straight after the game, you'll see rugby guys. Like, I don't know. Growing up, you know, playing in club straight after the game, you'll go talk to the supporters because yeah. you know, if, if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't, you know, no one would be watching the game. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I've always done that. Yeah. 
It just yeah. feels like it's, there's something about it that feels like it, it feels so like respectful slash like it's welcoming. It's welcoming. It's great hospitality is the word yeah. for it. Like it just feels like you guys genuinely care about the fan base too. Like we care about you guys. We want to see you guys succeed on the pitch. We want you guys to find wins. And if that's not the case, then still wanting to just lift you guys up. And it, it offers us the opportunity to do that too. Yeah. Which is, I think, part of what makes people just continue to show up regardless of the win and loss column, you know? Yeah. So well, it'll um, only get better. It'll only get better going forward. So I'm glad we're doing I'm glad we're doing something right. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So okay. We'll kind of like we get to sort of one of our final questions here. So what advice would both of you give to the next generation of rugby players? those kids who are out there tossing that ball around or trying to figure out what this sport's all about, what would you tell them? Well, I mean, I would, I would say, you know, number one thing is always have fun. Um, you know, it's mm. not just as a, as a professional sportsman, but I mean, anything in life that you're doing, if you're not enjoying it, then, you know, look for something else mm. and, you know, just enjoy the process. I mean, I think a lot of people try and rush things and try to become something that they aren't sort of overnight. Um, so enjoy the good times, enjoy the bad times. Um, you know, um, we're really fortunate as rugby players, we get to travel. You know, this year, last season, we've traveled East Coast, you know, all over the West Coast. So, um, yeah, just enjoy the process and, you know, take all the memories you can with you because, I mean, that's all that we have at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah. Um, I reckon my advice would be to to back yourself, you know. Mm. Um if you, if you want to be like you know whatever position you play and you feel like at times you doubt yourself that you won't make it or you can't do it just you know just back yourself to do it you know if it doesn't doesn't happen like Dan said just be patient because mm. you know I, I truly believe in hard work pays off so um, yeah just back yourself and believe in yourself I think that's something that you know for me growing up was you know, doubting myself at times. So, mm-hmm. What or who helped you, or even within yourself, helped you get beyond those moments? Was it people around you, or did you find something internally that continued to push your, like, how did you push yourself through that? I think it's definitely the people around you, like, surround yourself with good people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, mainly my wife, you know, my family, mm-hmm. um, my wife and, and my son. Yeah. It's like having a why and then remembering what that why is mm. for, right? Like yeah. if you can't show up to the pitch and have, and know that your why, like your why and why you're supposed to be out there and why you're playing. Then it, I like, you gotta be passionate out there, right? Like to keep yourself yeah. safe on the pitch. Don't you yeah. like, you have to be able to be fully in it just to even keep your body safe um i almost played rugby (laughs) at wsu they tried to recruit me and i was like my body will break in two seconds i know myself well enough i was an athlete in high school softball if i slided the wrong way i was great but if i slided the wrong way yeah i was broken for a little bit so i was like (laughs) would break me um carly mckinnon actually uh was the one to we went to wsu and we both roomed together for our orientation and we somehow connected 
through like social media, Twitter, I think through, through Twitter. And, um, I was like, Oh wait, we roomed together at WSU. And she's like, we were almost like rugby teammates, but I was like, I definitely didn't play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, now I'm curious, like had I played, what would have transpired? Yeah. Probably a broken body, but (laughs) (laughs) there's risks to any sport. It's true. It's true. Oh my gosh. Awesome. It's pretty good. Well, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us yes. tonight, for taking time out of your evening and from your families to talk with us about rugby and to let our listeners mm-hmm. know more about who you are as people. Yeah. And then also why you love this sport and why they should come out and watch. Definitely. Um, and, you know, uh, Seawolves have season tickets available. They have like half season packages yep. available as yep. well right now. Makes a great yep. Christmas gift. Totally affordable. Probably the best priced like tickets, season tickets you can you find can get. around. Um, we have season tickets, so we'll be there. I mean, broccoli guy will be there. Usually he is. DJ Trunks probably will be there. Also fantastic. And our BFF, um, Rocky. Rocky. You know I. He's love, legit. Our BFF. You, know you have Rocky. no idea. Rocky. Yeah. This no, he's a champ. He's a champ. I'm scared of him. Yeah. Is <laughs> I? He's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he's one. He's just gonna take a photo of him, but he. It's the big, it's the big muscles. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. 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 I do want to see Rocky stand next to DK Metcalf. I mean, they're, I mean, their muscles, their comp, the thighs alone on that would be an interesting comparison. <laughs> so, I don't know that DK's thighs are that big. I don't know. Rocky's. Are I huge, think he's skipped leg so. day compared to Rocky. So <laughs> don't tell DK Metcalf. I said R- that Rucky's an orca always in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we again appreciate you guys hopping on the show. Yes. We're really excited to drop this episode and uh, we hope you have a happy holiday season. And you too, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for having us. And we really look forward to seeing all of you and your your followers on the podcast to come out and watch. That's right. Yeah. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Merry Christmas.